Go to Ephesians 1 and 3. I'm going to need y'all to ride with me this morning. Yeah, we talked about it's already yours, it's yours. And I want to give you proof of this this morning. And we're going to go a little bit further. So I want to show you. And the scripture says, blessed be the God. Y'all ready? ready? Let's read it with me. Ready? Let's read. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now notice it's in the past tense, right? Okay, it says, who has what? Blessed us with what? Every spiritual blessing. So what's left out of every? Nothing, right? So it says he has, mother, blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So it's already ours, right? But our job is to bring it into manifestation where? Right here in the earth realm, okay? So last week we were talking about how it's yours. And then I also gave you information about your angels. Who remember what we talked about with the angels? We talked about how we have, you know, a one, one, one report said over 20,000 angels, you know. There are angels, and, and someone reminded me about um, a man of God said he saw an angel. He talked about how big they are, tall and big. And so these are not little timid, um, little fragile, little, little creatures y'all like to watch on TV. That's why I don't like to watch Bible stories, a lot of them on TV, because sometimes we get the wrong image, and I don't like those images in my head, okay? He was not a white man. I don't know why I'm going here, but I don't, I'm not, I don't watch Passions of the Christ. Nothing with y'all doing that, but my images I want in my head ain't that. So I just rather give my own image and, and keep it the way it was, and that way I ain't got to fight off. No, I'm not, and I'm not racist, but, but see, y'all paint the picture that y'all want us to see based upon what y'all thinking. Let me, that's a, I don't know who that was for, but the angels that you saw on the little cupid little thing right there, that ain't it. So that's why you don't have the confidence because you talking about the little angel that you think got the, you know, that, that can't, that don't know how to do what need to be done. No, not my angels. They big. Try to come through here. Some of you guys can't trust in Jesus because you're talking about little sweet little baby Jesus. Sweet little baby Jesus grew up. He ain't in that mansion no more. Sweet little baby Jesus, he went in there and turned the tables over. Sweet little baby Jesus not going to get it. So we have to be careful because images, when they get in our minds, it could cause us to believe the wrong things or not to be able to believe in what we need to believe in. And that was for free. That wasn't even, that was just free right there. Say, say we, that, that was enough right there to let us know that we got to watch, watch what images, okay, we allow in our minds. I, and I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. But the Bible says we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. So we have angels. And we talked about how those angels do what? When, when it said they hearken to the voice of the word, the voice of God, or our voices, when we talk, talk, we talked about that, right? Let me slow down. I feel like I'm rushing. And we talked about that when we say they hearken to the word of God. What, what did we say that meant? See, some of y'all don't know. See, let me tell you about, let me tell you about the fight we're in. Let me tell y'all, because y'all don't know this. Y'all don't know this. See, the devil don't play fair. And see, when you get it, bam, he's ready to knock the hell out you. I ain't being ugly. See, and you, can have caught, caught, you got caught off guard. You didn't even know you had a shield in defense. So he's in it to kill you. The thief came to kill, steal, and destroy. So when we become casual about our life, we will become a casualty. You can't get in, this, in, the, in, in, in the kingdom and play. I didn't mean to cuss, Mama. I apologize to y'all. But I, I had to come hard this morning to let you know you can't. Well, I take it back. Maybe y'all can. I can't play. I see why God gave me what he gave me this morning. He said to win this thing, you have to get your head in the game. You're going to have to get your head in the game. That's what I heard. It's yours. But to see it, you're going to have to get your head in the game. They even tell you playing football or, or any kind of sports or 
or anything that you're doing to compete. What do they tell you? Even in the military, I've been told. They don't even let you call home. They don't let you talk to your people for so much time. Why? Man, and I gave you the three Ds. God told me to tell you guys to watch out for it. It leads to the fourth one. What? Distraction. No, well, let's start off with discouragement. I'm going to today. Distractions and discontentment, which leads us into doubt. And when you don't know this word and not use it, you're going to walk in all three of those. And then people are wondering why they're not receiving manifestations because you don't know how to believe God. You're doubting him. The Bible says, let not a double-minded man think he'll receive anything from God. So you think you don't need your head in this game? You got to get your head in the game. And I've been preaching so long and teaching till I'm almost tired of hearing it. Be ye transformed by renewing your free mind. I told the Lord, I said, with these Facebook lives, God, you testing me. Because I, I can hear it in my sleep. But guess what? The majority still ain't listening, paying no attention, brother. They don't have time. Then he got me coming into church talking about it. Pastor's teaching an awesome messages. And when he's in here, he's, but if your head is not in this game, guess what? He going to beat you down to the white meat. Why you have to get so ghetto? Because you understand what I'm saying. He, he don't play fair. He'll beat you down to the white meat. Then when he can't get you no longer, if he do with you, he go into your husband and your kids and your wife. What you going to do when they come for you? Bad boy, bad girl, bad Christian. This is for real. Do y'all know this is real? You should be so glad to be at a church that's teaching you the whole gospel. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That means you are in a wrestling match. But guess what? The good news is we know that we win because he told us to fight the good fight of faith. What's a good fight? Jesus won the victory. You sing the song. Y'all see, that's, a, that's it. They come to church and people sing it from L. Hallelujah. Jesus won it all for me. But you, you discouraged. You leave up out of here and don't know if you're going or coming. I'm talking about the believers. People sitting in here not heavy over stuff that you don't even have to carry. You're not even supposed to carry that. Well, how do I take it off? First of all, start listening to this word, number one. And let me, I don't know, I feel a rebuke coming on. I feel it coming on. Nobody has an excuse not to hear the word in 2019. I'm not there. She don't live stream. We got iPods, iPads, i whatever you want to call oh. Any way you want to get this word. Right now, whatever Pastor Rex is teaching in, in, in Ashboro, guess what? We can get it. Notice I said, we can get it. But the issue is most folks don't try to get it. But you want to know what Beyonce doing. I bet you you know her latest, little, little Jizzy, whoever it is. You know what they doing. But guess what? They're walking in whatever they, whatever they want. They, they got that. <laughs> they got that. That doesn't look good to our father. Well, he said, fight what? The good fight. So we've been blessed with it. So now our assignment is to bring it from there to here. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It should be days of heaven on earth for all believers. But don't think it's not going to come without a fight. That's why he said, fight the good fight. And on a good fight, we're not defeated. But if your head is not in the game, guess what? You're not going to walk in it. I heard you. Well, give me another scripture. I'm glad you said that. But before I go there, let me share this with you. In this fight, you're going to have to know that your father loves you. And we talked about that. I want to go back through that. He loves you. What do you mean? The trainer that's training you, 
You got to know that he's lo he loves you unconditionally. Because see what the enemy will do when you're in that fight, he'll try to make you think God don't, God ain't, he, he won't do that for you. You did X, Y, Z wrong yesterday or you didn't do, he'll try to condemn you and cause you to doubt God. That's when we become discouraged because then you start meditating on the wrong thoughts. We talked about that word discouragement. And one of the things I told you guys about discouragement was it comes from meditating on the wrong thoughts. So anytime you become discouraged, I will submit to you. Go back to ask, what, what have I been thinking about? Meditating on the wrong thoughts. He said meditate on those things that are lovely, just, and honest, and of a good report. If there is any virtue, anything praiseworthy, then what? Meditate on those things. So when we choose not to do that, we can't be mad when discouragement comes in. And then, once again, you start doubting God. Then you start doubting, do he really love me? See, the Bible says, let me go back, perfect love casts out fear. And I like to say it this way, perfected love. Because, see, the more I grow closer to God and I understand his love, I know that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. I don't care how bad this looks. If there's a fire, if I get thrown in this fire, there is a fourth man in this fire because he loves me that much. Yeah, we saw the son Jesus died on Calvary. That's love. Yeah, that is love. Because who you know, I'm a mama, and I don't know not one child I got that I love that I'm fixing to die for. Tom, go take that. <laughs> who you going to die for? Don't lie. I'm gonna die. No, you ain't. You ain't dying for nobody. It's if it's between you and that other person, you, okay, come on, Pastor, I'll die for you. Really? Okay. Okay, <laughs> praise God. I'm not going to try it. <laughs> but Jesus loved us that much that he just said, you know what? And, and see, but Jesus... This is what the church folks don't want to understand, Elena. He paid a price for that, though. The man of God broke this down. So yesterday, I was on a word marathon yesterday. And one of the things he broke down that really ministered to me, and I've heard this for years, but he said that Jesus had feelings just like we did. When, they said, when the scripture says he sweated drops of blood, and, 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 and see, that was because he, in his mind, he knew he was getting ready to go to hell for a bunch of, well, I added that in there. Folk that don't even want to serve him, can't trust him with 10%, don't even know what they have, don't want to listen to the messengers. He did that for all the trifling people. But when it says that he sweat drops of blood, he began to share, and I had never heard this before. He began to share. That's why I love the word. I love learning in the word. The man of God said that that's not something that just Jesus did. It happens to people when they go through serious anxiety situations. You can sweat drops of blood. That was nothing that was uncommon for someone who was in that type of agony. But this is what he said. You have to be in intense agony for that to happen. So you think he didn't have feelings? You think Jesus didn't experience things? But he made it a choice, Father, not my will. But that, so you're going to go through something as a believer. There are going to be tests, trials, and tribulations. But be of good cheer, he said, because I sweated the blood for you. You don't have to do it. You can turn this down. I'm so loud in country. I'm screaming because I want you to get this. So what is it that's got you discouraged this morning that you can't believe that it's yours already? What is it? Who told you that, Adam? Adam, who told you you was naked? Adam, who told you that you had to be distracted and discouraged? Who told you that, Adam? And so you can tell when you lose focus because now you start listening to the enemy more than you do God. Whose report will you believe? I know the doctor said it don't look good, but whose report do you believe? Will you be discouraged because of a negative report? 
because they said you couldn't have it and he said it was yours, whose report will you believe? And see, I got several scriptures, you guys. <laughs> uh, go to Psalms 42 and 6 in the message. You got to watch out for that discouragement. It's already mine. Why? Because my father said I could have it. Kinshasa, it's, the sky's not the limit. The only limitation is our imagination because if we can see it, we can be it. It's already yours. I don't care what it looks like. Now, this translation, bless my soul. Oh, my God. When my soul is in the dumps, I rehearse everything I know of you, God. Let me go over here. Now, see, when my mind is trying to tell me to be discouraged because it's not working out, when my mind try to tell me, Rissy, not to listen to God, when my soul is in the dumps, God, I rehearse. I'm going back. You said you'll never leave me nor forsake me, Father. I thank you that I am the head and not the tail. No weapon formed against me and my family will ever prosper. But see, if you don't know that, you're going somewhere, you, you're going to be in the dumps. He coming for the white meat. When your children look like they're going to hell in a handbasket, you got to know that the word says, I've never seen a righteous forsaken. No, my seed won't ever beg for bread. You better bag up off this child right here. I sound vicious, don't I? Because it's going all through my body because I'm just that serious. See, you got to stop being so casual about things. Some of y'all, you playing too much. You in a fight. You can't play in a fight. Not in, this is a good fight, though. You can't keep playing. Some of y'all playing too much, and that's why the devil is preying on you and your family. It's already mine. So I got a blood-bought right. Do you hear me? Winning is in our DNA. I'll play with y'all later. I can't play today. But he says when my soul is in the dumps, I rehearse everything I know of. So you got to know this stuff. When your body is aching and wrecking with pain, as they would say, you got to know that your God is the healer. That not, I'm not listening. Who this is for? Instead of you talking about, I'm trying to get healed. God going to heal me. I'm the heal protecting my health. I'm already Get your butt up off of me. Okay, I look vicious, Donna. That's how serious it is. I'm looking vicious, right? That's how serious it is. You ain't playing, and guess what? I'm definitely not playing. And if you're coming hard, I'm coming harder. But if we don't know this word, he said, I rehearse everything I know of you. You got to put God in remembrance of his word. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never return. Void, it won't return to me or you, void. But it will accomplish that which I've seen. So when I'm speaking the word, the angels are hearkening after my voice. They're getting into the computer system. They're causing favor to take place. When your child is laying, get ready to put that needle in their arm. The angel will say, don't do that. The... No, who this is for? God is speaking this morning. Go to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. But this is too hard, Pastor. You can do that in the New King James. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Church folk, y'all got to stop playing. We got to get serious. See, one thing I loved about Dr. Frederick K.C. Parson, I still love it. The man taught us the word. He didn't come off of his opinions. I can sit in a church for five hours if you're teaching me the word. Because, God, your word I hide in my heart. That I won't sin against you. I need to know how to rehearse this. Because, see, the enemy comes in. 
And, and, and we, we, you know, I know we said the enemy comes in like a flood and, and the spirit of God lifts up a standard, but they got that wrong. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, here we go, lifting up a standard. No, you coming in here, you finna get this flood of this word that I got in my heart. No, 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 don't come for me. As the kids would say, don't come for me. Don't come for me. Because if you do, we, I promise you, everybody gonna know, we've been in a fight and guess what? I win. I got some things before the Lord. I promise to God when I tell you this has been one of the biggest fights, I feel like I've been in a long time, but I'm in it to win it. Don't have to feel sorry for me. I can hear LJ Stallworth right now, and this was just worldly pride, but I got the godly pride. If you see me in a bad fight, you better help him. Right now, I told the devil, you're going to need some aid when I get through kicking your behind. Somebody going to have to come get you. Now, I ain't just talking this talk. I ain't just talking. I'm serious about this thing. I'm not in here playing church cliches. I'm serious about this thing here. You're going to bag up off of me and my children and my family. Watch this, he says. No temptation has overtaken you such as is common to man. Somebody else been through it. And if there's another believer that's been through it and came out, guess what? And see, the enemy tried to discourage us, James. He wants to feel like you're the only one. You ain't going to never come out of it. You know what? You ain't going to never get here from that. It's been people who got here from cancer and everything else. Dr. Betty Price, Dodie Osteen. Dodie Osteen said she was in her late 40s, I think, and she's, what, 80 years old now. So it, God is not a respecter of person, but he's a respecter of faith. I thought about Dr. Michael Freeman, talked about how that machine he was on, that everybody that was before him died on the machine. But guess what? He came out. Do you think God just loved him more than the others? According to your faith, your belief be it done unto you. Well, they was believing God. You don't know what somebody's believing when, they, when the door get closed. A lot of folks say they believe in God in here. But when the door get closed and the devil tell you that this is it, do you start writing your obituary or do you start confessing the word? When pain is wrecking your body in the midnight hour, do you succumb to what the enemy is saying or do you believe the report of the Lord when the rubber meets the road, when it's tight? What do you do? When your finances look funny, do you keep quoting the word or do you run around here mad to me? I'm going to get myself together and missing church knowing your behind need to be in here worse than anybody else? Distracted, man. I know I'm fussing. I don't even like these kind of messages, so I won't even listen to it myself. But God is trying to show you. He want, to, want you to get your head in the game. Stop being distracted and, and discouraged and, and running around here like you have no hope. What do you mean no hope? My confident expectation is in God's deliverance. We're not talking about worldly hope. We're talking about the godly confidence. Confidence in the God in me and what he has said concerning me and my situation and my family. He says, listen, I'm going to go there too. But God is what? Faithful man. Have you found God to be a faithful man? Maybe, maybe this is the problem. Go back through your trophy I go back through my wall. I call it my faith wall of fame, my trophy wall. If he did it before, he can manifest it again. Remember that time and that time and that other time and the time before that time? And if God was trying to take you out of here, you'd have been gone. Stop saying that. No, you'd have been gone. And if the devil had the power to take you like you're claiming, guess what? You'd have been gone too. He don't have that kind of power unless we give it to him. 
As Jesus said, no man has the power to take my life. He gave up the ghost. Come on now. Unless you decide that you're ready to go. And it should be your decision. Oh, I don't know who this is for. Well, my days have been numbered. Man, stop doing that foolish religious talking to folks who are ignorant of the word of God. That have a zeal for God but not according to knowledge. Your days are not marked about when you get ready to leave up out of here. He said, with long, prosperous, healthy life, I'll satisfy you. Well, the Bible said three scores and ten. Get the rightly divide the word, man. If that's the case, everybody seven will be up out of here. Learn how to rightly divide. And if you don't know how to divide it, find teachers that won't give you an itching ear for what you want to hear, but teach you the word of God and how to stand on it. Stop saying that foolishness. So now you're claiming that. So when it comes, guess what? Hey, don't be mad with nobody. I don't know why I'm going. I got to die from something. Really? Why I can't die from just being tired uh, uh, and want to go see Jesus? Yeah. Tired of being here with foolery. What about that? What about that? <laughs> who, who said, did God say you had to die from something? But you take that as the Bible because, see, you grew up believing that foolishness. Because grandma quoting scriptures that she, that she heard somebody else saying, nothing against your nanny. Somebody getting mad now. She did what she knew to do, but that's not Bible. Much as I love my mama, if it's not Bible... Guess what? I don't receive it as truth. Now, I might have received it when I didn't know any better, but when I learn better, I should want to do better. Okay. But anyway, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common man, somebody else been through it, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what? You are able. So if you're going through it, excuse me, grow through it. If you don't let it kill you, it'll build you. Okay, you, you, you'll get that later. It'll make you stronger. He says, but with the temptation will also make the way of an escape that you may be able to bear it. In other words, whatever you're going through, grow through it. And there is a way of an escape. I just heard that. Well, what's my way? The word of God is a strong tower that the righteous run into it. And it says they are safe. God's appointing angels are watching over me. So I'm running into this word. Father, I'm like Whitney Houston. I look to you when all my strength is gone. In you, I can be strong. I look to you, God. Y'all still looking at me like I'm, 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 like I'm speaking Spanish. Now, somebody who had the revelation, they'll tear church up behind something like this. To know that I'm not left nowhere. And whatever I'm going through right now, the devil, you are a liar. There, there is nothing that you can bring my way that the God in me cannot handle he already made a way of an escape and guess what <laughs> nothing catches him off guard whatever you're going through in your life right now even if you brought it on yourself guess what god will show you how to get out of it go to that word and find out lord i was a fool i wanted some so bad i went and got with with bozo god will show you how to get away from him get in that word and <laughs> admit it god i was foolish i made some foolish decisions now god i thank you though you don't condemn me, but you love me so much, you're, you won't leave me in this mess. I want out, Jesus. Okay, y'all, look at me. No, I ain't ready to get that up yet. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go, 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 to, go to Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Stop being worried about stuff and anxious. But if this word is not in us, Selena, I promise you, you lying when you say you ain't worried. Because you're going to be worried, not just worried. You're going to go into discouragement, and that discouragement leads into depression. And ultimately, the enemy's job is suicide. You can take that to the bank. 
You can't afford to be worried. Go, go to uh, Philippians 4, start at 6. I'm going 6 through 8. Believers running around here stressed out. You're in the hospital on medication because you stressed the heck out. I tried to fix it. Shouldn't even be the case for a believer. You got a God that says that he loves you. A God that you say you served and you on medication. Talking about you stressed out. You on antidepressant pills. Ugh. Something ain't right with it. Well, if it's you, well, well, she talking about me. I'm trying to help you how to come off. He said, be anxious for nothing, Tasha. What is it that you can't trust him with? As a parent, now this is me, as an earthly parent, I can't stand for my kids to ask me about stuff that's my responsibility. Even to hear them talk, poor mouth, it do something to my bloodstream. Because it don't look good for us as parents for them to run around here worried about bills and, and, and asking us me about how we're going to take a vacation. That ain't your business. And if they talking like that, they let me know something ain't going right with us up top. Because they shouldn't be worried about stuff like that. I don't know who this is for. Stop stressing your children out because you stressed out. And start turning to the word of God. And saying, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know, Father. I know you'll never leave me nor forsake me. I'm not going to be stressed. I told my mind, I'm talking to me. You can shut the... Well, it's the hell day. Let me calm down. You can shut up. I, I tell, this is how I talk to my mind. You're going to bless the Lord, oh, my soul. When it says bless the Lord, oh, my soul, that means my mind, my will, my intellect. See, intellects want to figure stuff out. I'm talking to the girl. I had a habit of figuring things out. I had a habit that I've been breaking. And I keep breaking that sucker every day. I trust in the Lord with all of my heart, and I lean not to my own understanding. Why? Because my own understanding will defeat me. Every time. Because there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but it ends in destruction. So I can't, I can't lean to my own understanding. <laughs> I got to trust in the Lord with all of my heart. What you mean with all, with everything? And I told my soul, you're going to bless the Lord. And you know what I've been doing the last week or two? I'm overdosing. I'm like a crack on crack. I'm like a crackhead right now with this word. Because every time I come out here, you go, what you going to do? Back in this word, I go, and you get the hell out of my face. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, you're going to get out of my face. You're going to get out of my face because it's already done. I ain't trying to figure it out because God said it, and that settles it. Now get away from me. And guess what? He leaves, and, and he waits on another. I'm like, are you retarded? Didn't I tell you 30 minutes? What a go? Are you retarded? Now I got to tell you again. I'm sorry. I don't mean to spit in your face. I'm in a fight. I'm sorry. I done told you one time. It don't make me tell you no more. Because <laughs> you hard-headed. And you, we know you ignorant for leaving God. But you're going to get out of my face. Because oh, I'm not playing with you. And sometimes you got to be tenacious and keep saying it and keep saying it and keep on saying it and keep on saying it and keep on saying it and say 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 it until I see what God has promised me in his word. Somebody ought to give him a shot of play. Keep going. Be anxious for nothing. 
Hold on, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. Did you let your request be made known? So what you worried about, Tracy? I know it's not none of y'all, but what you worried about? How do I know I'm worried? Because I'm discouraged. When I start feeling heavy, that means that that spirit has come in. You know when your feelings start changing, you was in a good mood and everything seemed, and after you heard this, then you went around the house. I told my soul, you're going to bless the Lord. I'm your master. I tell you what to do. And it ain't based upon circumstances and situations, but you going to bless the Lord when you feel like it and when your behind don't. And if you keep messing with me, you're going into a worship marathon. I'm going to put you on some... For the spirit of heaviness. But see, when, when, you don't, when you play with this word, no, you ain't not talking to the psychiatrist. No, for the spirit of heaviness. And I'm a therapist. But for the spirit of heaviness, he didn't tell me to call Pastor Riggs. I love him and I thank God for him. I know how to encourage myself. For the spirit of heaviness, I know what to do. He told me, put on the garment of praise and I'm not taking it off. I'm going to keep praising him and I'm going to keep praising him and I'm going to keep praising him. Until this flesh line up. You're going to line up. Thousandfold. You're going to line up. Oh, you didn't hear me. Oh, you, you, you didn't hear me. If I could just talk to Pastor Tracy. Baby, thousandfold. You, you better get in there and get to worshiping him. You better get to praising him on credit. God, I'm crying. But Lord, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. Oh, Jesus, I thank you, Jesus, that you said you'll never leave me alone, God. I thank you, Lord, late in the midnight hour that you're turning this thing around. Father, I thank you that it won't always be like this. Woo, that you're perfecting those things that concern me. That sooner or later this thing has got to turn in my favor. Give him a shout of praise. Hey! I know y'all don't like preaching. I know y'all don't like preaching. I know y'all don't. But somebody, I need to be inspired this morning. I know y'all want somebody to teach to y'all and you walk through here. Amen, God is good. But I got to inspire somebody this morning. I'm inspiring me. It's got to turn in my favor. It's got to. I got to. And it says, in the peace of God, which surpasses all your worldly understanding. Then I tell you to lean not to your own understanding. See that peace, that peace that God gives us when we start worshiping him, that it won't always be like this. No matter what it looks like right now, you're coming out of this. I've given you my word, God said. It won't return void. God said, I cannot lie. I have spoken it, he says, and I, I'm big enough. I will make it good. He said, I'm good for it. Alfreda, and the seed you song, God said, I'm good for it. And then he says, there's been a command to bless. And he said this, it cannot be only person that can reverse it thousandfold guess what only person that can reverse that is when you start speaking foolishness and get your head out the game you're too close now let me tell some of us who've been through the fire who going through the fire the reason why i know we we on the other side of this because it's been turned up and when it gets real hot in the kitchen that's a chance that's an opportunity for god to get some glory because he know Come on now. The folk around you looking at you. They heard you speaking the word. They think you're a fool for believing God. But God said, I'm going to show them who's a fool. I will get the last laugh off of this. 
Let them keep talking about you. You keep speaking his word. Let them keep laughing at you. Let them talk about your children. Whew. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind. He'll keep you from losing your mind. Through Christ, when your mind, when, when the enemy tell you you gonna lose your mind, God will keep your mind in perfect peace because you keep your mind stayed on Him. And I'm praising my way through this. As I heard Bishop say, "I'm going blind. I can't see your hands just yet, God, but I trust your voice. It don't look good. Nevertheless, that's your word." In spite of all circumstances and situations that look contrary. Nevertheless, at your word, God. I know some of y'all looking at me crazy because this don't make sense. But I promise you, whether you zero or 90, you're going to need to know that you're in a good fight that you've already won. Jesus won it for you. I heard you. Sit down, y'all. The scripture says, I would have lost hope unless I would have believed. You didn't hear me. I would have lost hope. Y'all didn't hear this. I would have been discouraged unless I would have believed. Not my pastor. Not my husband. Not my children. But I have to believe that I would see the goodness of the Lord right here in the land of the living. I ain't talking about when I get to heaven. I don't need no money in heaven. You won't need no healing in heaven. You don't need peace in heaven. I know what y'all want me to stop, but I can't. This for me. I can't. I can't stop. I would have lost hope unless I would have believed for myself. See, that's why you got to have your head in the game. I got to believe. Nobody can do it for me. I got to believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord right here. I heard you. Go, 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 go. I, I just, I, I, I don't believe before some things happen. Go to Proverbs 23, 18. And see if you got the AMPC. See if you can look up AMPC translation. Rex, if they don't have it, help me, son. I need somebody to read that. Proverbs 23:18 in the AMPC translation. And I don't know if we have that software or not, but if you, somebody can look it up. 23:18, AMPC. Somebody said, don't lose your expectation. Don't lose your hope. Don't grow discouraged, man. I don't care how bad it looks right now. Proverbs 23:18, AMPC. Somebody say, my, my confident expectation, my hope is in God. 23:18, AMPC. Okay, I'm going to read it off of here. And I'm going to see if they can pull it up for me. Hold on. <laughs> for surely there is a letter in, a future and a reward. And your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. It won't be cut off. My hope and expectation is where? In God. Do it in the New Living Translation if you don't have the AMPC. I want them to see this. Thank you, Crystal. Hmm. <laughs> Proverbs 23, 18. Watch this. You will be rewarded for this. So whatever you're going through right now, I'm speaking at least double for every day of your trouble. Every day you have pain in your body. When the devil told you you weren't going to make it, I'm speaking at least double for your trouble. God said you're going to be rewarded for your stands. When the enemy try to tell you your kids ain't going to make it through, or when your marriage ain't going to make it through, or when things God said won't work, you're going to be rewarded for your stand. You're going to be rewarded for this. And he says, what? Your hope 
will not be disappointed. Okay, that wasn't good enough. Go to, go to Romans 15, 13 in the NIV. I just got a couple more. Y'all work with me. Romans 15 and 13 in the NIV. Romans 15, 13 in the NIV. Man, please. And I'm not just standing, but I got a, a praise on this thing. I don't put a praise on it. He says, may the God of hope, look at this. Y'all read this. Y'all got to see this for yourself. Ready? Let's read. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Who's stealing your joy and your peace? What is it? What is it that's going on in your life that you're so discouraged and distracted and discontent that it's stealing your joy and your peace? You're irritated, agitated with everybody? He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. What? As you trust in him. That he'll bring it to pass. It's yours. And he says, so that you may what? Overflow with hope. So when we come in here and we shine like this, Yay. those of us who know, we overflowing with hope. Yay. Confident expectation that it's already ours. It's already done. He says that you may overflow with hope by what? The power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is our guarantee. What is it that's got you so heavy now that you... You, you, on medication. What is it that got you so messed up that you feel like you're finna lose your natural born mind? He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you what? You gotta trust in him with all your heart. And we gotta lean not. Tell him to say, I know the doctor report looks bad. But I got to believe the report of the Lord. My work is not done yet. And I promise you, the reason why the enemy work on people's minds so hard, because once you start getting that in your spirit and believing that, it's a wrap. If you're 12 years old and you start thousand phone, you start believing the report of the enemy, if they tell you you got Bluetooth, toe, whatever that might be, start believing that you won't live to see 13. Start believing it. Because anything that you believe that you have received, you'll have whatever you say. Okay, y'all looking at me in that tone of voice. Watch something I got. Somebody said, just give her. She got just a couple more. I got these two I want to show you. Go to Psalms 33, 18 through 22 in the, in the NIV. Psalms 13, 18 through 22 in the NIV. And then I'm going to do it in the message, in the NIV first. Psalms 33, 18 through 22. Ooh, I done preached myself half. Psalms 33, 18 through 22 in the NIV, and then I'm going to do it in the message. I want to do verse 18 through 22, okay? All right. But the eyes of, of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose what? Hope is in his unfailing love. Didn't I tell you don't be discouraged, but your confident expectation, hope is in God, in his unfailing love. You love me so much, God. You said you'll never leave me nor forsake me. Matter of fact, you said those who put their trust in you, you said we'll never be put to shame. See, the enemy wants you to think everybody going to know. Everybody going to see you go down. Everybody going to know that you, uh-uh. You said those who put their hope in you, you said we'll never be put to shame. Y'all looking at me in this tone of voice. Do you hear what the Lord is saying this morning? Why are you discouraged? Why you can't believe it's already done? Excuse me. And see, let me tell you what the enemy's job is. Man, he will wear your mind out if you don't know how to make it line up with this word. 
the best thing I ever did, one of the best things I ever did was start studying the mind. I thank God because now I got a good revelation of why the church folks behind getting their behinds kicked on a daily basis. I'm teaching folks, and they still don't want to hear it. You still talking about God going to change. Baby, God ain't going to change you. He's done everything he going to do. If you still want to be retarded, guess what? He'll let you be saved and retarded. I see it all the time. You got preachers in the pulpit ignorant. He's not going to make you study. He said you study to show yourself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed. What? Rightly divine the word of truth. The word is pregnant. I'm learning something new every day. I was listening to the man of God yesterday, and I had never heard in 20-some years of ministry, I've never heard this, but he broke it down in the scriptures, and I had to receive it as truth. He said, sin don't send you to hell. And I had never heard a preacher preach it like that. He broke that thing down. He said, if sin was sending people to hell, your unbelief was a sin. You'll be going tomorrow. You'll be gone. But he said, when you don't believe in God, but that's not giving you a license to sin. That's another message. I ain't, I ain't studied it out like yet, that yet to teach it. I'm sure Pastor Rex will teach it to you. But, but I was open to hearing truth. And when I heard truth, I'm like, that's truth. He showed it in the scriptures. Okay, let me go over here, and y'all looking at me. But when you're so ignorant, you, no, nah, that ain't what my preacher said. My pastor didn't say that, and, and mama didn't say that. And so now you're still going off of myths that's not helping you any. I don't know who this is for. Learn how to hear the word and receive the word and grow from where you are right now. Never think I know everything in this Bible. Don't nobody know everything in this Bible but God. I used to hear my pastor saying the word is pregnant. It's continuously things that we're learning and growing. Now, I'm not talking about people getting off the path because you got some people out here teaching whatever folks want to hear. But when I can rightly divide this thing and I see truth, I'm going to receive the truth. But anyway, but the eyes of the Lord, of the Lord are on those who what? Who fear him on those what? Who hope is in what? His unfailing love. What's his unfailing love? God, I know that you got me. I know you got my kids. I know you hold my world in your hands, God. No matter what it looks like, you said you'll never leave me nor forsake me so I can trust in you. Even when my mind telling me not to trust you, I'm going to tell my mind, shut up and bless the Lord. And when that mind has a habit of being all over the place, it's going to take some time to discipline it. They still look at me. Go to the next verse. Go to the next one. To deliver them from death and keep them alive when? In famine. So no matter what you're going through right now. He's going to keep you alive. It might look hard. He stretches us. Anybody know about this stretch? But he ain't going to let you go under. I remember the first time God took me out of debt, $20,000 worth of debt I had. And I was speaking this word, and God had a man of God to sow into my life, took me all the way out of debt. My college loans I had. Don't let that stuff keep you in bondage. I don't know who this is for. Man, I'm going to do what the Lord tell me to do, and I ain't worried about y'all. Hey, and I'm not saying don't shake your responsibility. If I got the... Put it off for 20 years, guess what? I'll put it off if that's what I need to do, but it ain't going to stop me from hearing from God for what I need to do. And I had student loans that was uh, at the yang-yang, and I was preaching the word, and folk calling my phone. I was letting them know what I could do. But guess what? God had one man of God came into my life, wiped that dead out. I ain't seen that no more. Now what? So instead of you running around here talking about what you can't do because you got debts, and you got, well, you made them, okay? So now, Father, I thank you for helping me to get out. Whatever seed you tell me to sow, just like I'm scared to miss payment on a bill, I'm going to be scared not to pay you what I owe you if I'm going to be fearful. 
Because I know when I give you what I owe you, God, you can wipe all that out. I ain't telling y'all nothing I don't know. This is what happened to the girl. The girl know about trusting God. Went through school and ministry for two years with no income, just trusting God, and daily the ravens would feed me. Okay, y'all, let me come over here. Daily I saw provision. Every day I had to trust God. Started this church from scratch and didn't know where my next dime coming from. I ain't no pastor's wife. I'm a founding pastor. Get yourself out of here. I just, I hate it when they do me like that. The mindset of ignorant people. I'm like, I'm a founding pastor. I started a church from scratch, me and Jesus. I didn't earn no title from a man that I married. He married a founding pastor. I don't know who this is for. You're going to respect this. You're going to respect this. I paid my dues. I'm teaching this from what I know, not from what my pastor taught me either. When I say my pastor, I'm talking about my husband. Thank God for him, but I'm a founding pastor. First lady, yo, I got your first lady. I don't like it. And it's not the fact I'm caught up into a title. That's like somebody who's a doctor, earned their doctorate degree, and now you're going to tell them because you married a doctor. Now you're a do- No, the heck I'm not. I done put some blood, sweat, and tears in here. So if you're going to address doctors, ah, you put a, put a S on it. You better put some, you better put some. Honey, I came through the wilderness. Me and Jesus. My mama sitting on that sheet, no. Me and Jesus came through the wilderness to start this church. Didn't have no money. Who is this? Well, I'm trying to go home, man. Didn't have no. We talking about delivering you in, a, in famine. I'm, I'm going to finish this off. I'm going to get that two verses. But I started this thing by myself. Me and Jesus. Didn't nobody give me nothing. God gave me the vision. I ain't had a dime nowhere and no credit. Credit was jacked up. Going to school of ministry, believing God step by step, didn't have a dime. Do you hear me? In a savings bond or nowhere. And when God showed me the building for this church, I'm like, God, why are you showing me this? In my mind, I told you, you got to get your head in the game. Why are you showing me this? When no man nowhere in sight, baby. It was me and Jesus. Matter of fact, when I got home, it wasn't a man in sight. Thank God for my dad, but my mama. That's sitting right over there. The reason why I got respect for her and folk going to respect her in this ministry too. My mama. I don't know where she got the money from, but me and her came together. And that's how Shekinah Glory Fellowship Center got started. Me and mama came together with the deposits that I didn't have. I had a little bit coming through. God started sending drunk people to my house. I ain't going to call Zenobia and Tamra brother's name, but he came to my house drunk as cool to brown. Mama said he came to the mailboxes. We was in the country. It was in Alabama. And mama said he put the money in the mailbox, and I think he rung the doorbell to let her know he did it. And she said, you want to see her? No, I can't see her. They said, she powerful. I can't see her. Say so he was scared to come to the, mama said, I'll get her up. She, no, no, don't get her. Just give her the money. Let her know I, got, I left the money out here. See, that's the kind of stuff God do when your confident expectation is in him. That's when the money started. I had people in California shipping money to the door. I had folk around the world. I had a man of God that flew in on his private airplane. See, that's the kind of anointing on my life. I ain't no pastor's wife now. I married him, thank God. But I'm not just no pastor. I ain't no first lady. See, they sit there because they married somebody. They try to force them to preach and stuff like that. Not this one. I was trying to sit down. He flew into Mobile, Alabama on his private plane. I ain't talking about no little plane. I'm talking about the big kind that made the folks, they were looking like, who is this? Them folk turning red in the face. 
because they can understand how a black man that was sharp as a tech stepped out that airplane in his custom-made suit and shoes. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. He stepped out of there and said, uh, Tracy, that's how he talked. Here I am. Folks, just looking. Told his pilot, I'll be back. I got to go take care of some business. We left Mobile and took a 30-minute drive to Mount Vernon, Alabama. He came in Shekinah Glory Fellowship Center and signed all the papers for me to be ordained, licensed, whatever you need to do for the ministry. And let me tell you something. And then dropped off a fat check. Don't tell me. That was a land of famine. In Mount Vernon, people didn't make money. Somebody, mama, some of y'all helped me to tell the folk. This wasn't a land that was flowing with milk and honey, at least not for the folk that I knew. And God began to prosper this church. Nobody suffered that. So if you need my credentials, you got them right. 20, verse 20. <laughs> I know about this. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our hope and our shield. He protects us. The Lord is my light and myself. Who shall I fear? I wish the devil would. You better get up off my child. You serious? You don't know who I am yet. I slew the lion in the bath. Now who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And see, stop playing with him. I'm going for your head. Because when I cut the head off, the rest of the body got to go. Y'all playing too much. I'm going to cut the head. I'm going to cut this off at the root, at the head. Keep going. If you can go, in him our hearts what? Rejoice. For we trust in his holy name. So your hope and your trust should be in God. You should be rejoicing. Man, who's in a fight but me? You should be rejoicing. Last verse. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Now I want you to give me all those verses together in the message, and I got to shut it down. I haven't got hot. I'm a lover, not a fighter. But I don't play. Them demons know me. See, you playing. See, seven sons of Sceva, they got whooped naked because they said, Jesus, I know Paul, I know who you. Them demons know me. When I put my feet on the floor, they mad. Because, see, before I get out the bed, good, he's trying to come for me. Because you mad because you know I got something for you. Keep playing with me. Keep playing. So now I'm really finna go for the gusto. See, you've been playing. Okay, y'all looking at me in this tone of God. Well, can you put all those verses together? Is there some kind of way that I can just read them together without having to stop, wait till? If you could put all of them together, 13, 18 through, what was it, 22? Watch this, God's eyes on those who respect him for the ones who what? are looking for his love. He's looking for those who want to show out on. Keep going. He's ready to come to their rescue. What? In bad times. He's ready. But you got to speak the word. He's ready. Your angels are ready. But what are you saying? It says he's ready to come to their rescue in bad times. In lean times, he keeps what? Body and soul together. Because let me tell you about that man. And the Lord told me this about what the enemy was trying to do with me. I'm going to tell you what he's trying to do. Take your body down. Stress ain't good for your body. I'm telling y'all, our body was never meant to handle stress. And see, the devil trying to ultimately kill you. I know you don't hear this in church a lot, but you're going to thank me today. Your body was never, our body wasn't designed to carry stress. I'm just a mother. I'm supposed to worry. Really? Who told you that? What scripture? That, what, what is that in the Bible? I had to tell myself, just because you're a mother don't mean you got to worry. You better give that child to God. You better get them children to God. You better get that marriage to God. Get that man, that woman to God. Well, you don't know what's, what's too big for God, what's too hard for God. 
He said with man it might be impossible. But with God, notice it says with God. What? All things are possible. What do you mean they are possible? Because I got to believe it. So the enemy is working on that mind. You better get your head in this game. And ultimately, he wants to tear your body down. I told my body, you're not going back through that. No, you won't. You're not going to do that. No, we're not. Watch this. He says, he's ready to come to their rescue in bad times. In lean times, he keeps what? Body and soul together. So notice, body and soul is different. We are spirit. We have a soul that lives inside of this body. Just because you feed your spirit, man, don't neglect that body and that soul. Church folk, you talking about you praying all day. You better do some mind exercises. You better get this mind right. You're in this fight, and you got to have this mind right. Because you're praying, but just as sure as you're praying, guess what? That mind talking to you. That's why when I pray in the spirit, that this is me. If I'm praying in the spirit, I'm putting some worship on or some word. Because I know what that mind will try to do. You're praying in tongues, and that mind still trying to tell you what you're going to do. No, I'm worshiping God. I don't like all of that. Well, you do what works for you. I know what works for me. See, when I like my foreplay, I want to hear some. Because <laughs> conception getting ready to take place. You'll chew on that for later. You can be in the silence in the dark. I want to hear some. So when I'm in with God and I'm intimate with God and I'm talking to God, I want to hear something that's going to stimulate this mind and let it know that you're going to line up and stay in line with what God has said about me. Okay. Then it says, in lean times, he do what? He keeps body and soul together. Let's go quick. What more? Our hearts brim with what? Joy we've taken for our own, his holy name. So our hearts should be doing what? Brimming with joy. Why? Don't wait till the battle is over. I'm shouting now. I'm praising him now like it's already done. He said it was mine. I'm not waiting till the check come through the mail. I'm packing my bags now. I'm not waiting till everything look good. I'm doing it now because I believe I received it when I prayed. It's mine. I'm not waiting on the doctor to say everything is good. I believe it's already done. Keep going. Love us, God, with all you've got. That's what, what? We're dependent on. Anybody else dependent on God? Give him a shout of praise. I'm done. 